Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. Church Podcast. a series called Why, and it's our second, second week in the series, and last week, if you missed, we talked about why do bad things happen to good people, and, and, and kind of the flip of that, why do good things have a tendency to happen to bad people, but, but we, we all have these places and these points in our lives where we ask the question, why? why? Why does this happen? Why do bad things happen to good people? And today I want to talk to you about why does God not answer my prayers? Why does God not answer my prayers? Now, now I think all of us growing up, we all said so, some pretty big prayers or, God, if you would just do this, I'll do this. I remember um, one of my big prayers was, God, please don't come back until I turn 16 um, because I wanted to drive. Please, God. Like my, my, my last day of being 15, I was like, God, please, please don't come back to earth because I want to drive. Like the, the day before I got married, I was like, God, please, this would be a cruel joke right now. Please. Um, and, and I understand understand the foolishness of it now, but that's what you do, and I think all of us have, have said those prayers. Um, some of yours, it probably looks a lot more like, God, if you will just let me win the lottery, if you will please let me win the lottery, and you haven't won the lottery yet. You haven't struck it rich, but, but, but you're like me, and I understand in order for me to win the lottery, I've got to play it, but even though I'm not playing it, I, I understand, man, I'm like, man, if I had $300 million, I would be like Oprah Winfrey. I'd be like, you get a car and you get a car and you get a car and I strategized all this stuff and I'm just like God if you will just make the miraculous happen right I'll be a faithful steward of all that you've blessed me with and we we we, we kind of come away from it and God didn't answer that prayer and today it's not talking so much about why didn't I win the lottery today it's a lot bigger than that because for some of us at home for some of us watching today man this is a big why for you there's a lot of, of prayers you have prayed that to you it just didn't get answered. You, you've prayed prayers that, that you didn't seem selfish, that, that were good prayers, that were coming from a good heart, and, and you still struggle with why didn't you, God, answer this prayer? It was a good prayer request. It was a good need, and there could have been so much good that would have happened if you just would have come in and answered this prayer. And here's what I want to tell you the first thing this morning is that none of us are exempt. None of us 
are exempt when it comes to feeling this way. None of us are exempt of, of that moment where you feel like when you're praying, your prayers are just hitting the ceiling and coming right back. None of us are exempt from feeling like nobody is hearing our prayers. None of us are exempt of praying prayers that sometimes just don't seem to ever get answered. I remember one of the prayers that I was praying a little over a year ago. Um, and, and we've talked about it, you know, in our vision. We've got a plan to, to buy a building or to find land or something. And um, as we were praying that prayer, we felt like me and our staff and our, our board, our leadership team all felt like, man, there's a building that is open that's less than a mile away. It's twice our square footage. I mean, it, it just made sense. And, and we prayed about it. And we felt like, yeah, this is the green light, the go light. And we had walked all the way to, to where we were all getting ready to sign contracts and we had signed our part and we were just waiting for them to sign theirs and I'm praying and I'm saying, God, if this isn't your will, slam the door, right? If this isn't your will, slam the door. And there's something funny about that. When I pray that, you would never do this, but when I pray that, I pray it, I'm like, God, if this isn't your will, slam the door, but don't you dare. Don't you dare slam that door, right? And, and, and we do that. God, I, I just want your will, but I really want this a lot too. And, and I, I, we was praying that and praying that and praying that and we get to the day where they're supposed to sign it and they sold it to someone else and can I tell you man I was absolutely deflated I was mad I was angry and I understood something is that I pray God do what you do your will man if this isn't your will slam the door but when he slams the door I'm like what the heck are you doing I know I said it but I didn't really want you to do it right like I know I said man if this isn't your will not, not my kingdom come your kingdom come your will be done but I really want you to do that and if we were to be really transparent, and if we were to be really honest, man, a lot of us were there. It's that that door got slammed. That, that's, that prayer request that was a great prayer request never got answered. And you know what? The reality is I could throw a bunch of different scriptures at you this morning, but I would rather do something for just a moment, the next few moments. I would rather us just get real, and us just get honest, and us just get transparent, and talk about what do you do when you have this question of why doesn't God answer my prayers? And here's the first thing I want us to understand today about answering that question. It, it's this, is that God always answers your prayers. It just may not be the way you want. God always answers your prayers. He always answers our prayers. The reality of it is, it may just not be the answer you wanted. It may just not be the answer you were seeking. As I, as I say this, I think all of us, especially country music fans, you're thinking of the song Garth Brooks, right? An unanswered prayer. And there's this great line in there. And I love this song that says, just because he doesn't answer doesn't mean he don't care. Some of God's greatest gifts, right? And our unanswered prayers. And you've, you've heard it and you sang it and you've sung it. And I love that song, but can I tell you, it's not the strongest theologically correct, biblically correct song that was ever created. Great, great, great intentions, but not accurate scripturally wise when it comes to prayers being answered. God always answers our prayers. It's 
may just not be the answer you were wanting. And here's the answers, and here's the way that he answers our prayers. There's three ways that God answers our prayers. First one is yes, the second one is no, and the third one is wait. He will answer your prayers in one of these ways. Yes, no, and wait. And the first one, the the yes, man, we don't have to spend a lot of time on this. The yes, when God says yes to your prayer request, man, it is the greatest thing in the world. It's like like the ice cream of prayer. I've never met a person that doesn't like ice cream, right? Um, And if you don't, we're going to pray for you today. But I, I, I mean, it's like everybody loves the word yes. Everybody, you don't have to explain saying yes. Like, hey kids, yes, we're going to Disney World. You don't have to sit down and say, well, this is why we're able to go to Disney. No, you have to explain why you can't or no or wait, but you don't have to explain the yes. Yes is what grandparents were made for. Grandparents are experts at saying yes. Why? Because they grew and they trained you and now you're on their own and you're trying to raise kids, and their job is to spoil your kids by saying yes. Yes is easy. Yes is great, and it's awesome, and man, we love praising the Lord and worshiping the Lord when God answers us with a yes. But a lot of times, he says no. Yes is fun, man, but sometimes the answer is no. And what I would tell you this morning about no is simply this sometimes yes isn't what is best sometimes yes isn't what is best and sometimes the best thing for you sometimes the best thing for me even though you can't reason it out even though you can't understand it even though it's not going to make any sense this side of eternity is when god says No. When he slams that door, when he shuts that door, sometimes he's saying no. I I have a friend that says this all the time. If, If somebody says no to the question I ask, I must just not have done a good job of asking the right question in the first place. And I think a lot of us, we feel that way in our prayers. Well, if God said no, if I would have just prayed more, if I just would have had more faith, If I just would have done this, and and there's even false teaching and hurtful teaching that says, man, if you just would have prayed with more passion or more faith or this, you could have gotten the answer to be yes, but that's not true. Sometimes the answer is no. Every, almost every day going into high school, I would go into uh, kind of the cafeteria uh, commons area of our high school, and there were vending machines everywhere, and my constant breakfast was D4. I still remember the number, D4. It was the Hostess uh, Powdered Donuts, the powdered sugar donuts with a Coca-Cola, woo, and people wondered why I was hyper all the time, right? And, and the thing I loved about the powdered donuts is if they were fresh, and usually they were because high school students were buying them all, um, they would stick to the roof of your mouth. You know what I'm talking about? Like when you eat white Wonder Bread, come on someone. Um, But I would have powdered sugar and I would have my Coke. And and it was simple. I just had to put the right amount of money in and I had to push D4. And if I did my my, the the right money and I pushed the right buttons, there was a kind of an equation. If I did A, then I would get B. 
And some of us feel like that if I do A, then I should get B. Then God should do B for me. And if I pray this way or if I read this book or if I do this, can I tell you God is not your vending machine. This morning, he is, he is the God of the universe. He is not a God of a vending machine. He is not your vending machine God, your genie in a bottle, where if you just say, I need D4, that he's going to spit out because sometimes what's best isn't yes. Sometimes yes isn't what is best. But the reality is this, is that no's are hard to deal with. If you don't believe me, next time when all this social distancing is over, go to Target. Go to the toy aisle area and watch parents take their kids down that toy aisle and they had to tell them no. And the kid just falls on the ground and the mom or the dad is just dragging the kid and they're like, no, I need it. I need it, right? Wait till you go to the checkout. And all the kids want all the candy. They know what they're doing, right? And the parent says no, they lose it, right? Because we have been trained not to accept no very well. And when we grow up and when we become an adult, if we're not careful, even if we are, you know what? No's are hard. No's don't make sense. And it leaves us at this place where we ask, why? Why doesn't God answer my prayer? But here's what I would tell you. That in the midst of you asking why, and why doesn't God answer my prayer, and why, why am I going through this, and why is it a no, you still serve a God who is El Roi. His name is El Roi, and this means the God that sees me. And where we come, where we come up with this name, and where this name comes from, it's from the Hebrew, El Roi. It means the God that sees me. It comes from a slave girl named Hagar. And Hagar was Sarah's slave, not, not, not her, her slave. And I, I want you to picture this, okay? So Sarah and Abraham are having a hard time conceiving and having a child. And so Sarah comes up with the idea to give Abraham her slave girl to get her pregnant so that she can give him an heir. She can give him a son. And so they do it. They, she, she conceives. She has a son. And all of a sudden, Hagar is kind of resenting Sarah. And Sarah starts abusing Hagar. And Hagar runs off into the desert. She is leaving it all behind. She stops at this well. And God sends an angel of the Lord to Hagar right at this well. And he says, he, he's, he's talking to her. He's encouraging her. He's telling her, hey, I'm with you. Go back. And she says this in Genesis chapter 16, verse 13. She gave this name to the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees me. For she said, I have seen the one who sees me. And it may feel like God has lost track of you. But man, you serve the God whose name, one of his names is El Roi. He is the God that sees you, that knows the disappointment you're dealing with this morning, that knows the confusion that you're struggling with, that knows the heartbreak and the fallout of the no, and he still sees you you and he is still God with you. You my my situation may not be ideal but I praise God because you are a God even when I'm dealing with a no. Even when it feels like my prayer isn't being answered and, and it's not the way I had it going, he still sees you. Sometimes the answer isn't yes. Sometimes it's no and sometimes it isn't even no. Sometimes it's wait. 
It's weight. Can I tell you, I hate waiting. I hate waiting. When I get an idea, when I'm like, hey, I got this idea, I want to see it to come to fruition. I want it to be a reality. Um, When I have this thought, I want that thought to become my present situation. And I got to just be real honest. I stink at waiting. I become super impatient when I wait. I become super foolish when I wait. I become super cranky when I have to wait. I don't understand it. And when God puts a pause and he says, hey, Justin, it's not yes, it's not no, but it's not now. It's not yes, it's not no, it's not now. I'm like, please, dear God, just give me a yes or no, because at least with no, I have closure. But a wait, I'm just like, okay, how about now, God? You know, I'm just like a little toddler. How about now, God? How about, can I have dessert now, Mom? Can I have dessert now? Five minutes. How about, how about, how about now, Mom? You know, and, and I'm the same way. How about now, God? How about now? How about now? How about now? How about now? And I can read you scriptures that say, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall walk and not grow faint. You know, they shall run and not grow weary. I, I, I know it, but can I tell you, I just want to run. I just want to be like, just do it already. I stink at waiting. In fact, when I go home every day, when I go home, and, and most of the time I eat dinner at home, Casey's got dinner almost ready. Usually there's about a 30-minute gap between when I get home and dinner is ready. And man, I am blessed with an awesome wife. She's an amazing cook. She takes awesome care of me. But when I come in, I'm hangry. You know what I'm talking about. You come into the house and you're hangry. And Casey has this amazing meal ready for me, that is healthy for me, that's nutritious for me, and that doesn't taste healthy. It actually tastes good. You know what I'm talking about. Um, But I am impatient, and I'm hungry, and I won't wait. And so what do I do? I go into the pantry, and I just start eating a bunch of junk. I just fuel my body with chocolate chips and with anything. The nastier it is, the better it is. And that could be a horrible tweet if you tweeted that out right now. But the worse it is, the more I like it for me, right? And then I come to this end and I'm like, oh man, you know, we're getting ready to eat dinner. And I'm like, I, I really need to start eating better, right? I, I really, Casey, I, I, I don't know what my problem is. I really need to eat healthier. I really need to do a lot better at, at eating healthy. Why? Because I I start filling my life with what I don't need. And that's what waiting many times does for us. We become impatient. We become foolish. And one thing that I have noticed and one thing I have learned, it's really hard to be wise while you're being impatient. It's really hard to be wise. It's really hard to have self-control while you are letting impatience win. All of us know that we need to develop patience. You know when patience is developed is when you need it. And for some of you, it's not that God has said no. It's not that God has said yes. He is saying, man, it's just not right now. And in our FC men's group a couple Mondays ago, I loved this, this quote by one of the leaders. They said, we need to understand that delay is not the same as denial. And some of you, you need to hear that today. Delay is not the same as denial. Delay is not the same as denial. But you serve a God that in the midst of your waiting, 
In the midst of your delay, in the midst of your impatience, in the midst of if you're becoming foolish, you serve a God, El-Roi, that sees you and knows you, but you also serve a God whose name is El-Shema, the God who hears. And that comes from 1 John chapter 5, verse 14. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, this is huge. Don't miss that part. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. How comforting is that? He hears you. I don't know how long you've been praying that prayer. I don't know how long you've been waiting. But when I am waiting, if I could just know somebody that can change the situation, somebody that's in control and can help me out is hearing me and listening to me, it brings comfort. Can I tell you, you serve El Shema, the God who hears, the God who hears you, and he hears you today. In the middle of your delay, in the middle of your waiting, I don't know how long you've been praying. I don't know how long you've been waiting. But what I do know is that God doesn't just see you, but he hears you. So what do we do? All right, what, do we, what, what, what am I supposed to do, Justin, in the midst of this waiting? What do I do in the midst of, 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 of just not understanding, you know, how do I conduct myself? You know, because I, I still don't know why God doesn't answer my prayers. What, what, what do I do in the meantime? Because that's a lot of life. You spend a lot of life in the meantime moments just kind of waiting for things to come. What do you and I do and how do we conduct ourselves when we just don't feel like our prayers are being answered? I would encourage you to do this. Keep asking, seeking, and knocking because it keeps you abiding. Keep asking, keep seeking, and knocking because it keeps you abiding. I'm going to repeat it one more time. Keep asking, keep seeking, and knocking because it keeps you abiding. Luke 11 verse 9 through 10 says this, so I say to you as, as ask, and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. Verse 9, let's read it again. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks find. And to the one who knocks the door will be opened. When I keep doing this, when I keep asking, when I keep seeking, and I keep knocking, you know what it keeps me doing? It keeps me in communication with my Heavenly Father. When I keep asking, when I keep seeking, and I keep knocking, I keep seeking the, to just get into the presence of the Holy Spirit. When I keep asking, and I keep seeking, and I keep knocking, I'm not just in constant communication with him. I'm not just constantly seeking his presence, but I'm constantly knocking on the door and making my request known and praying, and God continues to open doors for me and for you. I know some of you, you're gun shy. 
by now, right? Because you've been disappointed because prayers didn't get answered. I know some of you, you're tentative because you've been waiting and waiting and waiting. But my instruction to you and my encouragement to you is don't let the disappointment win. Don't let the doubt win out. Don't let your, your, your unsure, your uncertainty win out. Don't let the delay and the impatience win out. But keep asking, keep seeking, and keep knocking because it keeps you and me abiding. John 15, verse 4 through 6 says, Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. You know what happens when I get around people? Uh, for a, a long time, some of you are realizing this with this whole shutdown and quarantine and stay-at-home time, is that you start becoming like who you hang around with. It's just our nature. Uh, if I start hanging around with my buddies, I start picking up on their mannerisms. And if, if one of them has a certain phrase, I start saying that certain phrase. And it just kind of, why? Because we start becoming who we are around, who we're abiding and who we're being around on a consistent time. Some of you through this whole quarantine, you know what? So a big part of the blessing is that you become so much closer as a family. And you've got inside jokes and somebody can look at you and somebody can say something and and you can do something, and, and I'm like, I'm looking at my daughter Chloe right now and just saying, and billions and billions and billions and billions. And we have this joke right now that's come out of quarantine, right? Why? Because we've been around each other, and when we're around each other, we become like each other. And the same thing is true of your relationship with your Heavenly Father. Why in the world would I tell you to keep asking and to keep seeking and to keep knocking? Because it keeps you pursuing a relationship with him. And if you'll keep asking and you'll keep seeking and you'll keep knocking, what I can promise you is you're, you, are, you are continuing to abide in him. And the whole purpose of abiding in him, man, is that we would become like him. That our life would be fruitful like him. Some of you have given up. Some of you, you stopped just because you got stuck on the why. why. Why is my prayer not being answered? Keep asking. Keep seeking. Keep knocking. Keep abiding. I remember when um, I started dating Casey in college, and I have a treat for you today. This is probably our first picture we ever took. We're not even a couple, I don't think. I don't think at this stage. Um, I think we were just friends talking right we're just talking and we did a lot of talking early on in the in the game and some of you are like is that a yaga shirt that's a yaga shirt baby let me take you back old school yaga um but um we we were talking and, and man it took some of you asked the other day when i shared about peanut buttering casey's car and saran wrapping it and letting all the airs out of the tires you know at one of our thursday night services and some of you are like why did she ever 
date you? Why did she ever, I got to tell you, it took a whole lot of pursuing. Like, she didn't say yes at the first shot at it. I mean, I had to keep knocking on her dorm, keep waiting on her dorm, keep asking her if she wanted to go out, keep asking her if she wanted to go out. No, how about we go out with a bunch of other people? Okay. And I kept pursuing, and I kept pursuing. And I'm telling you, I kept seeking, and I kept knocking, and I kept asking. Man, I kept asking, I kept seeking, I kept knocking. I kept... I did it, everything that I knew to do to get this girl to just give me one shot. Because, girl, if I could get one shot with you, that's all I need. Praise God. Woo! Um, but I'm having glory all up in this church all by myself. Um, but all I needed was one chance and one shot. But I had to keep seeking. I had to keep asking. And I had to keep knocking and pursuing. You know what's happened? Is that she said yes, and we've been hanging out for over 20 years now. And we've been just around each other, and we were complete total opposites. If you know me and my wife, we're still complete total opposites. But in the process of being around each other, of abiding in each other's presence for over 20 years, what's amazing is we've become a lot like each other. What were opposites are now really a lot alike. And that's the relationship Jesus wants to have with you. I mean, he is. He is the God that sees you. He's the God that hears you. And your job and my job is to just keep abiding and to keep seeking and to keep asking and to keep knocking. I understand you may be disappointed. I understand that maybe life isn't what you were dreaming and what you were thinking. Your prayer life seems hollow. And you say, why should I even... Do what you're saying, Justin, simply this. Because if you'll abide in him, his promise is to abide in you. And the word says that you can do nothing apart from him. You can't bear good fruit apart from him. Why keep asking? Why keep praying? Why keep seeking his presence? Why keep asking the Lord to open doors? Because here's the simple truth. It keeps you abiding in him. And what I know is true for me and you today is our life is a whole lot better when we're a whole lot more like him. When I'm less like myself and more like him, life is simply better. I can't tell you why all your prayers aren't answered. I can tell you he's answered them. You may not like the answer, but he's answered them. And if you're dealing with an answer you don't like, keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking, because it keeps you abiding, because you serve a God who sees and hears you right where you are today. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. And God, you see, there's some of us, we're just disappointed. There's some of us, we're mad. There's some of us, we're upset. And we can give you every reason why you should have answered our prayer. God, the yeses, man, the yeses, they're, they're fun. The yeses are amazing. And we need those yes moments. But God, dealing with no's. Dealing with moments where the door is slammed in our face and, and we, we're left with confusion and not understanding it, God, that's hard to deal with. We're dealing, and there's some of us, we've been in a waiting. The answer's been wait. And we've been waiting, and we've been waiting, and we've been waiting, and in the midst of it, we've gotten impatient. And Lord, it's hard to be wise while being impatient. Lord, I pray that you would speak to us today. And Lord, we would simply understand, sometimes yes isn't what's best. 
Lord, sometimes you're trying and you see a way bigger picture than we ever could. And it may never make sense. But Lord, in the midst of our confusion, in the midst of our hurt, in the midst of it not making sense, in the midst of our discouragement, in the midst of our doubt, God, I pray that we would get this at home. In the midst of right there, I pray that we would keep asking. (laughs) We would keep seeking. And we would keep knocking. Because it helps us to abide in you, to get close to you, to dwell in your presence. And when we dwell in your presence, we become more like you. So move in us today. Speak to us today and let our faith be encouraged today. Let our our, our resolve be increased today as we ask and we seek and we knock. In Jesus' name I pray. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. If you have any questions, are in need of prayer, or would like to join a connect group, feel free to email me at nicole at foundationschurch.tv. We hope that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.